So here's how the question was asked me one time. Why don't you Christians all get together and just be one church instead of having all these different denominations everywhere? You can't even agree on how to worship your God the same way, together. And again, that's literally what was asked to me asked me one time, and I've had it asked several times throughout my life in ministry. Um, it's usually a hard criticism, not a question, but on the surface, it jolts you and sounds legit. So are they right? Why are there so many denominations? Is it a bad thing or is it a good thing? Well, that's what we'll seek God's truth about today. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm Walter Swayman. I'm so glad you're with me. And our ministry here, if you recall, is to answer questions about what's going on in the culture or questions about Christianity and seek God's truth about it from his word, plainly read and interpreted. So to grow in your knowledge of God and his word and include others in it through Truth Unbound, would you click on like, click to subscribe and follow, and then share the podcast with everyone you can today. Now we focus now we're going to focus on the question at hand. Why are there so many denominations? And is that a good thing for Christianity or it is is it a bad thing? Well, we're boiling this down to three main reasons why there are so many denominations. The first reason is because that's what people do. I know that sounds simplistic, but listen, it's a fact of life that people have differing opinions about different things and then they coalesce or drawn to and gather around certain ideas or beliefs they have in common with each other. In short, it's a human thing and not just a Christian thing. For instance, so many times, and we see this, we saw this especially during COVID, people will say science says. Well, the truth is, and we say it here all the time at Truth Unbound, that science doesn't say anything. Scientists do. Now, I'm not being facetious by saying that. It's simply true. Not all scientists hold to the same position on scientific observations. They come to their conclusions and believe the data says certain things, while others believe the data says other things, and so they both gravitate to separate groups that believe as they do about the issue at hand. It's normal human behavior. Sometimes that's sinful, and sometimes it's not. First is today's sports leagues have different teams, different places, different loyal fans to their team in those places, but all of them play the same sport and have to follow the same rules. So, hey, let's all stop being divided into team and let's just all play football, said no one ever, okay? In fact, it's not always a bad thing to have differing groups. The, the famous example of this is what for centuries uh, it was believed that the planets and sun revolved around the earth. Now, when Galileo especially discovered with his telescope what Copernicus had figured out mathematically, that the planets revolve around the sun, not the earth, he was opposed by the Roman Catholic Church and even arrested for it. He was rejected. The idea of the sun as the center of the solar system is called heliocentrism. The other idea, that the earth is the center of the solar system, uh, that the earth is the center of the solar system, is geocentrism. So the scientific community was divided, and the ones who were right were in the minority for years until it was finally accepted as true when they saw the facts. So it's not always a bad thing to have differing groups. 
that believe different things. Now, back to the belief systems themselves. Even atheists have different camps of belief. There's new atheism, there's classic atheism, there's strong atheism, agnosticism, which could be entirely separate, but for the sake of argument, under atheism for now, there's weak or passive atheism, secularism, etc., etc. So it's not just Christians who are different and form into different belief groups or denominations. Humanity will do it regardless. Now, often the statement we began with, why are there so many, why don't you just be one church, as someone said it to me one time, is a moral statement or question, a critical one. In other words, they hold Christians to a higher moral standard than other exam- all the other examples of differing groups of belief in the world. We're not supposed to do it since we're Christian. That sounds a little judgy to me, but I digress. And say it first, it is just something fallen human beings will always do. They form groups of belief systems, even within the same general belief system between them all. Now, let me add here briefly that this can be a good thing too, as we all shouldn't be robots who are so alike that there is no richness of diversity in who we are and how we do things. You can hold to the same exact biblical doctrinal beliefs and yet not be cut out copycats of each other. And that's a, that indeed is a good thing. When we express ourselves in different ways, yet hold to the same doctrine God gave us, then we are more like the beautiful world God gave us with different color styles and designs he put in it, but it still operates and functions on the same physical laws. Also, if everyone and everything were exactly the same, it, it actually can indicate a dishonest collusion. The Gospels are written, from, for example, from four different perspectives— Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. One writer adding a certain detail, the other didn't to the same event of Jesus. It's not a contradiction or a negative. It's overlapping facts of the same true event and lends itself more to honesty and transparency. When things are too perfect and identical between what people say about something, then that's when you should be worried and be skeptical, not the other way around. The second reason there are different denominations is this. It's because there are simply different beginnings with different people in different places. In other words, there's no moral reason here necessarily, uh, although it can be. Let me explain. You see, what I mean with this is that many times it isn't due to a difference of belief or due to disagreement, but simply that this is a vast planet with 8 billion people on board. So many denominations started not knowing there was another similar group somewhere else. Now, they may generally hold the same doctrinal beliefs, but simply are in different geographical locations and maybe begun by different persons where one didn't even know the other existed. So on the other hand, though, sometimes different denominations began and still exist today because of petty personal or personality differences that got out of control, usually between leaders of one group, and so they split off to form two different groups. And they take their ball and go home, okay? In other words, two or more leaders had a difference of a way to say or do something, one believing the other was wrong, to the point within their Christian denomination, to the point that uh, they thought they could do a better job than the others. So they left one group to start another. Now, I do agree, then, that in this example, it's a bad thing. It's an embarrassing thing, actually. 
Often, these splits of denominations or even churches are due to rebellion and lack of love in the heart of the leaders and many of their followers. And often it is on public display and becomes a black eye, if you will, for the believers who have nothing to do with it. And the perception and impact of the gospel and Christianity and of Jesus our Lord through us are all badly affected before other believers and especially before the unsaved world. And it is a shame. And God will hold them accountable for that. Now, I remember as a missionary one time while we were traveling the country, raising our financial support, um, we were in one certain small town, and the pastor took my wife and I on a tour of the town before taking us to dinner. Um, As he showed us the many churches all around the city and talked about the history of it, uh, just among the independent Baptist churches alone, he said all of them had been started as splits from the other churches. None had been intentionally started in order to reach that other area with the gospel. It was so sad. This brings us to the last point, and this reason is an ugly one, but in actuality, it's a good reason in the long run. Reason number three is, many times whole denominations were started because a certain Christian group or denomination of churches began to drift away from the fundamental basic doctrines that the church and the Christian faith were founded on by the Lord Jesus Christ and then further established through his apostles faithfully after him. The denomination or fellowship I was raised up in, for example, uh, and know the best and am still a part of, split in 1950 from the Southern Baptist Convention because of the persistent liberal drift of the, of the SBC at that time in the doctrinal area of biblical inerrancy. You see, many of the seminaries had professors who were teaching that the Bible may not be entirely inspired and has mistakes and contradictions in it. This was no bueno. So even after their efforts of years to urge the SBC seminaries to go back to the true doctrine of inspiration and inerrancy of the Bible, they wouldn't do it. They would not correct the problem. And so finally, this large group gathered and agreed to form a separate group that would indeed and still does uphold the basic doctrines of the faith, including inerrancy of the scriptures, as was given to the believers from God in his word. Now, this hurts because it also can involve personal connections, family connections, and going in different directions from then on instead of having a faithful fellowship together can be painful. But this reason for why there are different denominations is actually a good one, and it's actually a step of obedience to the Lord. When believers are forced to do this and have no other option and then follow through with it, the early church already within the first few years of its existence after Christ ascended, had false teachers roaming throughout the churches, teaching false doctrines and pulling people away, all in these newly founded churches throughout the Roman Empire and beyond. Most of the letters, in fact, or books as we call them in the New Testament, are responses by the apostles to warn of these false teachers and the call to defend against them and to remove them entirely from the Christian churches. In the book of Jude, or the letter of Jude, he says this in verse 3. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. 
Paul also told the young pastor Timothy much the same in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verses 3 through 5. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. So there are moments when a group of churches who want to obey the instructions of the Lord and protect the word of God, as we see here in just these two passages alone that we've just read, they not only should consider separating from those who teach false doctrine, but must separate from those who teach doctrinal lies and then leave them to God's judgment. Now, the world won't always understand that, but regardless, it has to be done because we serve Christ first and not the world. I hope this has helped you today to understand why there are so many denominations. As a believer, your job is to find the right church that holds to biblical doctrine and loves others biblically and makes disciples through the sharing and teaching of the Word of God, of the gospel. Not because of the denomination first, but because of faithfulness of that particular church and group of believers locally to the faith once delivered to the saints, as Jude called it. Well, my friend, don't forget to click on like and subscribe and to share the podcast and follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth. 